Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the podcast of this week's One Life Left Japanese travelogue show. <laughs> do not listen uh, if you... Um, do not listen if you are bored of us banging on about mm. Japan and uh, probably don't listen for the next couple of weeks. If that's the case, hello, I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. And we're going to Japan in two days. Mm. Uh, when this is podcast, we'll be on our way to the airport. Is there anything that I might have forgotten to do, Simon, that I need to remember to do? Well, you haven't packed yet, have you? You haven't put your, um, you haven't put your anodine extra talk about that. in. Yeah. Um, haven't packed. No, I'm good. No. I, it's not, I mean, look. mobile phone thing, which you recommended. Which we're going to do in the lounge because mm. it's an eSIM, whatever that is. Mm, quite. Um, yeah, the last time I was there, you had to go and queue up and get an actual. We don't need those these these days. We, we should be able to stay in, in, in touch that way. I don't think so. I like so my 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 view to to, to traveling. Money, passport, anything else can be sorted out. Yeah, agreed. Okay, same, same. Agreed. We do need the dictaphone. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's. Um, I fired it up earlier. I, I plugged it into my computer. It records in Windows Media File, oh. which 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 Audacity doesn't recognise. No. Uh, and I'm not surprised, Audacity. That's how old it is. It's a different time. Um, it was a different time. I mean, you know, you could say different words back then that had different meanings. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, and obviously on modern <laughs> on modern dictaphones, you can't say anything, can you? Mm, no. <laughs> um, no, so I don't know, Steve, uh, if there's anything that you've not done. Mm, good. Are, well, are, are, you, are you, are you, I mean, I'm, I am a bit nervous about going. I have to say, it's, it's odd to be going on holiday without my family, who I am going to miss. Um, yeah, same. I'll miss your family um, too, Simon. <laughs> indeed. Um, yeah, it feels odd. And obviously work continues and we're in an odd time zone because normally you'd sort of get up and everybody would have had their day, whereas we'll have had our day and then everyone will get up. Yeah, and then they'll start shouting at us. Start shouting at us. And, and yes, we were, there will have been something that we'd forgotten. But no, I don't think so. I think as long as we get to the airport on time with a passport and a means of, if not paying for it now, paying for it later, Yeah, um, then we should be okay. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it immensely. Uh, and a bit nervous. Me too. Me too. Uh, so lots of that talk in the show. Um, lots of talk about uh, video games. I think we get into video games about ten minutes in. Mm, something like um, that. And something like that. And uh, yeah, nothing. I don't think anything to apologise. There were no technical issues this year. No. Uh, what was last week's show show Ooh. like this year? I said this week. So yeah, I stitched it together 
like had to it was it ran very short after i'd put bits Did it? yeah and it was quite bad i think like okay, as, a, as a you know good. in the pantheon of one life lives it's quite a bad show uh, this week was super fun though i really really enjoyed it um i did talk to riverside fm about last week's um they said it was um they took it very seriously they did not give us an extra month uh they did Say they were looking into it and no compensation. We could have got loads of cash this this oh, no. week, couldn't we? <laughs> no. uh, and they said that uh, I don't know something to do with Chrome's cash or something. Right. Well, let's go straight to Google then. Yeah, we'll do. And get some compensation off then. Otherwise, we're str- otherwise we're off to Microsoft Edge. Yes, yeah, straight away. All right. Good. But that's it. Right. Okay. Well, I'll see you in the lounge. See you soon, Simon. Goodbye. Here's the show. And welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. You can hear Simon's chair creaking in the background. Let's get my ready name, to talk. My name, my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron and this is my chair. Go on. Is it, is it squeaky? It was squeaking a bit when you were shuffling around. I do... Um... I do have this habit of sort of on calls mm. like like this is of sort, of sort of doing that a bit and then doing that. I don't know why. Mm. It's just one of my one of my quirks. It's one of those things that makes me so adorable, Steve. That's, That's what it is. Look at him shuffling in his seat. Adorable. One of um, I reckon three jokes in the Mario movie. Just constantly, every they just go. Oh, I've got an idea. Let's just say this character's adorable, and everyone will laugh. Oh, but he's so adorable. Ha <laughs> ha. Saw the Mario movie this week, Simon. I saw you saw the Mario movie. I when I popped over to Blue Sky to see what everyone was wanging on about over there. I thought that was supposed to be an environment of positivity, Steve, but uh, it, did, it didn't appear to be. <laughs> are you all you turning problem, into Twitter? Are you? No. The problem with well, the problem I see with Blue Sky is it's the only safe space for moaning about how bad Twitter is. Right. So it's, it's mostly people going, "I can't believe." People are still using Twitter when they could be on this place where people are moaning about using Twitter. Um, yeah, but I did. I did post that I saw the Mario movie there because I had to post somewhere. Right, and you didn't enjoy it? Oh, it was very bad, very, very bland, banal. Simon, not an ounce of originality in that film, um, except for perhaps the bits as we've talked about on One Life Left before where they seem to take inspiration from mariochi nintendo is listening Um, glad someone is i nearly uh posted a blue sky um because i wanted to make a joke which i think is funny but i didn't want to get um taken out of context or have the people whose joke i was going to make whose joke it was about Mm -hmm. see it so well, that's, that's why that's I, the place to do it then. No that's one why I pop, popped over to Blue Sky and I was I was ready to go and um 
I, ultimately, I wasn't brave enough to do it, Steve. But it was uh, to do with, um, and this won't work on the radio. So, but but let's let's persevere. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was to do. So you know how everybody, whenever they are having a picture taken, does the does the two fingered sign with the the peace sign that the, started in in Japan, yep. which is why we're going over there mm-hmm. because it's got out of hand, and I'm going to cut off all their fingers. And there's an irony there because yeah. that's how that sign started. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> so they won't be able to do it anymore. Um, but uh, it's uh, yeah. So, so posing in in any photo with your with the peace mm-hmm. sign, um, mm-hmm. everybody does it now, and that has that has seeped into like literally anybody mm-hmm. having uh, that whenever they have a camera pointed at them doing that. My daughter did it for the first time yesterday. I'm oh, like, really? oh, okay. What well, so we do this now, do we? That's interesting um, because my daughter's been doing that since she was two. Um which she learned off someone at nursery, but she would get her fingers the wrong way around. Right. Well, so mm. so this is this is maybe where the joke's going. Um so everybody does that and um that's up to and including like old men who should know better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's just like, oh, come on, guys. I know that there is, um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, we, we, we all hate aging, but this is not one way of, 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 of railing against it. But, um, you know, one man's peace sign in mm. America, they don't care which way around those fingers go. They don't. And um, I saw, um, on, I, was, I was popping over on LinkedIn the other day, just, you know, just for a bit of encouragement. Um and uh, you just see how well everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's doing really well, actually, Steve. Um, mm. And there was a post from a company that was doing a sponsored video, which was Indies. Uh, uh, how we like? Uh, should you come to us for funding? And there's a picture of an old man, and he's got this, he's got his two fingers, but his fingers are turned up the wrong way round. <laughs> so it's like Indies. Should you come to us for funding? And it's just a picture mm. of an old man flicking the visa. The Indies. <laughs> I was going to make that joke anyway, but then I was like, "Oh, is it rude to make a joke about the Americans because they don't understand the difference in the ways that the fingers go round?" Mm. And then, what if that man's? What if I ever want a job at that company? I don't ever want a job at that company. Well, you know how he'd but, respond. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I was doing there on Blue Sky, Steve. Fabulous. I was uh, lurking, long time lurker. It's been a busy week, Simon. How's your week been? Well, it's only half a half a day old. Well, I mean, since the last time we did. No, what I mean is, and it's been incredibly busy because you know, in two and a half days, Steve, I'll be looking across to you. You're sat mm. by the window. I prefer a window seat, um, and I'm not sat next to you, sadly, mm. uh, because if you know, I didn't. I, th- I thought that the the honourable thing to do would be to give you and Jonathan a seat next to each other. I'm going to be sat next to a stranger, uh, where we're going to be flying. Flying to Japan, so we've got lots of work to do between now and then. Mm. So it's been busy, 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 busy. Have you packed yet? I have not packed yet. So, so talk us no. through the current. I haven't packed yet either, but we're away. Mm-hmm. So we land Thursday night. There's Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. So we fly Wednesday, we land Thursday. But it's like effectively seven, mm-hmm. well, it's, it's six nights. But then we fly back on the seventh day. Um, out of that, how many pairs of pants are you going to pack? Obviously, that number. Exactly that. No, not that number plus one. <laughs> Just in case. I I hope if there's any kind of disaster, 
that I'll be in a position to buy more pants. Say my like it doesn't <laughs> arrive, Simon. No. I'll be in a position to buy more pants. Do you carry oh. do you carry some pants in your carry-on in case your luggage gets well, lost? I don't fly by the seat of my pants like you do, Steve. It's always pant it's always nights plus one, just in case. No, I've not I've not wet myself for years. <laughs> but I'd still uh still pack pack pants plus plus one. Okay, pants just plus in case. Pants. Good. What's the first thing you pack when you when you go to pack? What do you think I need? It's always pants, pants plus one, always and then socks plus one. one. Me, for me. No, no, but okay. Always first thing I put in my bag, yeah. passport. Always because you can deal with everything else, right? Contraceptives. <laughs> <laughs> Just being safe, Simon. Just being <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> um, uh, painkillers. Anodin extra specifically okay, for me. Just in case. The only yeah, because it's the only um one only... person's left the audience. <laughs> I, I wonder if that was one of our wives. <laughs> what a joke, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Um many medications exist. Specifically, that's the only one that cures hangovers. And I saw on iti- our itinerary we might be going to a wine cave. We might be going to a wine cave. Um and then yeah. Counting the number of days and providing the right numbers of socks and pants. How many? How many? How many jeans pants. you taking for the trip? Jeans, hmm. three pairs. Three pairs across six days. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you get there, would you wear the jeans you? We've lost another audience member. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should talk about video games. <laughs> we'll get to I it. Didn't, I didn't tune in for this. It's just two old men talking about their pants. <laughs> We'll get to it. Goodness me! Yeah, they're, they're harsh this week, Steve. They say, they say, Simon, you get the radio show you deserve. Right? Should look at themselves. I, um, I, I, uh, I can't remember whether I mentioned it, but that when uh, I was coming back from Greece um, a good few years ago, um, I was travelling on my own, and the flight was delayed, um, and it was an overnight delay, mm-hmm. and I needed, to, I needed the pants plus one. And honestly, I've never been happier. Well done. Mm. Well done. Good strategy, Simon. Thanks. Good strategy. Um, of course, we could, you know, just to get all of this, any other business out of the way, we could have been in a lot of trouble, couldn't we? Um, because something very important happened to One Life Limited, One Life Left Limited this week. Involved Did you it? taking off your top on camera. Oh, I had to take my, yeah, sorry. I didn't have to take my top off on camera, but I, I just chose to, yeah. We opened to. a new bank account. I've had three, three bank accounts this week, Steve. <laughs> You'll be on a list. Yeah, I will be so. on a list. Yeah, um, we got, as in your words, we were Farage'd this week. We were Nigel Farage, weren't we? Just because we've got different views about pants. <laughs> uh, they, they, they tried to strangle us at our source, mm. cut off our income. I know, Barclays. Where else are we going to pay in our £23 a month that we make from this? Barclays accidentally shut down our account. Did they now? Accidentally, in air quotes, yeah. shut down our account, and that caused several days of um, of stress. All we me. wanted to do was take back control. Eventually. We wanted our blue passports yep. that we could wave at the Japanese. That's we've all. Been, we've been booked for a gig. Uh, Mariaki's been booked for a gig. And eventually, uh, after a while, you know, we're struggling to pay for the flights for this, and it looked like we might have to cancel it. And eventually I got through to a woman at Barclays, very kind, and she said, I do think you've got grounds for a complaint here. Ooh. And I'd be like, well, so Bank do I. error in our favour. Well, quite. She said, I said, um, you know, what about um, compensation? 
Yeah, exactly. We're very upset. She said, well, how much money do you stand to lose? Um, And it turns out, Simon, we could have got the money for this gig off Barclays and not had to do the gig. What? I know. Seems like quite a good business model, that. As long as you can rely on them, just keep cancelling your cards. Yeah. Mm. Well, not just cancelling the cards, shutting down the accounts. Anyway, that hopefully is on its way to being resolved. We will have spending money in Japan. And we will be able to record two two shows out there. Maybe I bought. I'm, I've just read. I've just re uh, re, re restarted my uh, my old Olympus dictaphone. Is that a dictaphone? Are you mm-hmm. just pleased to see me? Look what's um. Uh, the last time that I used this for the show. Mm-hmm. Hello, what are you doing in my house again? Lego Dimensions last review, and now I'm playing Action Hank. Action Hank, that's not out on March. How are you? Can you hear that? That's Dexter. Oh, my goodness. Little baby Dexter playing Lego Dimensions. That was the last thing we recorded on this. Wow. Okay. I'll be bringing that with me for a little... um, I think we're going to try and do two shows, aren't we? One Mm -hmm. of which um, will be um, like a travel log, and then we'll Mm -hmm. sit down and record another. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Good. Well, I think that's all our other business show show warm up complete. Um, I have so- to say, it's been a struggle getting the news stories this week. Okay. Um, this week, more than ever, I think no one's really been trying mm-hmm. um, in terms of having anything newsworthy. But B, all of the game sites that Charles Botts scours. Mm-hmm. They all have exactly exactly the same news stories. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not great this week, Steve. All they're right. not great. Well, let's find out. Here we go. Here's Charles. Me, Charles Bot 1.1. In a classic case of too hot for TV, or in this case too hot for Nintendo and Xbox, developer Puppet Combo's upcoming horror game, Christmas Massacre, will only be released on PlayStation. The game, which features a flamethrower-wielding Santa, was deemed too crazy for other platforms. This is a bit of a head-scratcher as Puppet Combo's previous similarly-themed game, Cannibal, was available on all platforms. The reasons behind this selective censorship remain as mysterious as my Aunt Mildred's fruitcake recipe. In an attempt to unravel this enigma, I reached out to Microsoft and Nintendo for some clarification. I tried everything from sending smoke signals to carrier pigeons, even resorting to the good old-fashioned email. Heck, I even tried to get their attention by beating the world record on Super Mario Brothers, but alas, no response. It's almost as if they've been taken hostage by a flamethrower-wielding Santa. Or maybe they're just too busy trying to decipher Aunt Mildred's fruitcake recipe. Either way, their silence is as deafening as the sound of a drop controller in the middle of an intense gaming session. Um, what's going on here, Simon? Why Why has this happened? Is this just a PR thing? Oh, yeah, it's too well, hot for other platforms. It is often difficult to know exactly mm. what is going on. I think each... Um, each of the closed systems, the closed console systems, has a slightly different um, way of approving stuff, slightly different things you're allowed to do on them mm-hmm. and things you're not allowed to do on them. So, yeah, it looks strikes me as 
um, a developer making the best out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. It's too crazy for Xbox and Nintendo. I wonder if that was a, their official response. <laughs> this is just too crazy. It's too crazy for us. Yeah, uh, we yeah. shall see. It's um, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm not sure who is the most lenient. I don't. So I don't, I'm not exactly certain what mm. policies this has fallen foul of. Uh, but he seems to be making some 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 noise through it. So, so good luck for him. Well, um, I guess that's the. I mean, maybe at that point, so say you submit to three platforms or two platforms and you're rejected from one and that change, the changes you have to make are significant or however significant they are, I guess at that point you balance that with the PR boost you may get by being a news story in a video game world that seems to lack news at the moment. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. If you if you said something last week, it turned up on all the games' websites, wouldn't it? Mm. So um, yeah, there we go. I do, um, you know... Obviously, you have to give everybody the right to um, express themselves as long as they they are doing so within the laws. Um, I do wish there was a bit more curation on uh, on Steam, Steve. Mm. Uh, if you if there is some absolute filth on there, um, well, it's I mean it's it's sometimes quite difficult to to browse mm-hmm. Steam uh, in a public forum mm-hmm. because of the filth that's on there. Absolutely. Um, I, I, but it also um, it floods the new and trending section. I've noticed, and that was something you were talking about the other day, like the importance of being on the new and trending thing. Um, I saw a very rude game. Was uh, I think the top of the top five games on there? Three of them were uh, rude games. Yeah, rude, rude, games. rude, rude games. That's the genre. It's one of the little tags you can. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, this week more than ever was one I'm gone. I cannot believe that that is. This is on the front page of a digital store. Mm. Um, now I don't play these games, and I'm not, and that's not. You know, I like, I genuinely don't. Mm. Oh, hang on a minute, though. I do share my Steam account. Fifteen-year-old <laughs> boy, don't I? But I don't. Oh. Simon, Simon, Simon. Okay, Simon. Yeah, I don't. Okay, and. I can say hand on heart. That as long as that is where your hand is. <laughs> uh, oh, there's so many things I wanted to say there. Yeah, I know. And it's oh, tough, no, no. isn't it? It's tough. Mm. Uh, the sexiest video game I have played on Steam is Hatterful Boyfriend. Okay. And and I also played, after Hatterful Boyfriend, I played a game where um, a similarly similar type of games i'm sure i've talked about it on the show where you're where it's had a full boyfriend but with tanks panzer tanks and and they were girls instead and that was rubbish and i have not played any of the increasingly filthy games that have followed that and still because i assume that's what you were going to say you are surprised by the recommendations new and trending mm. I, I i mean uh, sorry, there was one, and, and maybe so. Actually, I know that new and trending is not algorithmic. I know mm. that it is cu- country based, and it won't show you things that you own. Actually, which mm. is proof. There There's proof <laughs> that I don't own these because yeah. that's where they. Um, like uh, um, yeah, just unbelievable, mm. unbelievable gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to think I'm a man of the world. Yeah. Um, who's not easily shocked, but crikey. Yeah. Unbelievable crikey. Gifts is a good feature title. Describe one. I I, well, I was I was going to read out a couple of um, 
the public reviews of these but even though they're giving this show is broadcast before the watershed <laughs> it wouldn't use any actual swear words but it mm. would des- it would be describing an activity steve that uh, you know certainly should take place after the watershed in a move that's ruffled more feathers than a fox in a hen house activision and xbox have decided to bombard players with full screen ads for call of duty modern warfare 3 on the console's homepage. While some might see this as a savvy marketing ploy, the gaming community has reacted with the sort of enthusiasm usually reserved for a wet weekend in Skegness. The ad, which pops up faster than a meerkat at feeding time, has been labelled vomit-inducing and unacceptable. It seems Microsoft's recent acquisition of Activision Blizzard King is already bearing fruit, albeit of the sour variety, and it doesn't stop there. Imagine booting up your Xbox to see a full-screen ad for World of Warcraft plastered across your dashboard, or finding an ad for Candy Crush Saga hidden in your Microsoft Word document. (laughs) Perhaps you'll even spot a Call of Duty ad lurking in your Outlook calendar, reminding you to take a break from work and join the battlefield. Or maybe you'll be greeted with a pop-up ad for Overwatch while trying to navigate through your PowerPoint presentation. It seems that no corner of the Microsoft universe is safe from Activision's relentless advertising campaign. It's like a bad joke that keeps on giving, only it's not funny, and it's starting to get annoying. <laughs> Which I thought I thought we could use as a show description. Yeah. Um, I like that Charles has just made up loads of stuff and says, it seems there's no escaping it. <laughs> That's right. I did ask him to, uh, to uh, speculate on what Microsoft could do mm. next, given that they're already abusing their power. Mm. Um, did you see this when you fired up your Xbox this week? Don't have an Xbox, so no. Well, so there's, there's no way of them getting you like this. But yeah, it's. Um, uh, I mean, I didn't see it either. I saw people. I saw three people, three mm. new sites writing about it. But yeah, um, full page advert when you booted it up. Well, hey, they've got to they've got to start recouping on that investment soon, don't they? So it makes sense. They're promoting their biggest franchise now their biggest franchise um and letting everyone know it's here it's not been getting good reviews has it the new call of duty i don't quite understand what's going on with it um i mean we've never been the biggest mm. call of duty fans um so uh, i yeah i haven't played um any of the new releases uh, for many many years but this is um modern warfare 3 mm-hmm. um which i believe you have to download so you don't download modern warfare 3 you download the, their call of duty wrapper mm-hmm. um which is so it's a big it's like it's like a hundred gigabyte launcher yeah i then saw ni- i saw like um i saw a headline one of those clickbaity headlines that said the gamers worst fears confirmed and the sort of body of the text was yeah that you have to launch modern warfare through three through call of duty 2 or something right i I don't understand, and I did not care enough to pursue it. Maybe that's why they need. I mean, maybe they should just be a full page takeover of just the instructions on how to play <laughs> in the future. Um, yeah, it's not been getting good. Uh, uh, people yeah, hasn't been getting a good reaction because of that. But they're also the single player campaign's about sort of three or four hours long. That apparently, sounds, sounds too long. S- sounds fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, you know, get that done. Um, yeah, I'm not even certain, you know, because you can't tell when a game comes out these days either, can you? Because because <laughs> you've got people playing it early through early access yeah. and then people, uh, and then it launches within another game 
Um, yeah, it's just it's just impossible to know. I like I like the way game, games are too rude these days. You can't even tell when they go. Everything's too loud. We're really leaning into the old man thing, aren't we? Sega executive Osamu Ohashi has set his sights on Sonic outdoing Mario, both in gaming and on the big screen. Despite Sonic's global success, Mario has always had the upper hand in terms of financial success and critical acclaim. Ohashi dreams of Sonic being played worldwide, a Sonic movie outperforming Mario's, and even a Sonic attraction at Universal Studios Japan. However, these are ambitious goals considering the current standing of both franchises. Meanwhile, Sega has announced a new 3D Sonic platformer, Sonic Dream Team, exclusive to Apple Arcade following the lukewarm reception of Sonic Superstars. To make Sonic more popular than Mario, perhaps we could start by giving Sonic a moustache and an Italian accent. Or maybe Sonic could start a side gig as a plumber, fixing pipes at lightning speed. We could even introduce a new power-up, a golden chili dog that makes Sonic invincible and gives him the ability to throw fireballs. And if all else fails, we could always just have Sonic challenge Mario to a dance-off. After all, who wouldn't want to see a hedgehog bust a move? Um, Simon, I've remembered another of the jokes from Mario. I hate this one so much. Okay. Um, you know that thing in a movie where suddenly, you know, the hero is going to do something triumphant and it all slows down and oh, then... Yeah. And then something comes from nowhere and stops the hero and they fail and hmm. it all speeds up again. It does that like three or four times as well and it is tiresome every time. Um, but my daughter said it was her favourite movie ever. <laughs> yeah. um, when my daughter watched it, she didn't like the Bowser bits. So we were watching it in 3D mm-hmm. and every time the Bowser bits turned up, she had to look away and uh, yeah. So she only saw a fraction of it, but heard it all because it's so noisy. Yeah, it is so, so not Everything's too loud these days, Simon. Um, I'm excited about the new Sonic game. What? Yeah. Is it going to be bigger than Mario? It looks fun. It looks bright. It looks simple. And it's made by friend of the show, Joel. So it's going to be brilliant. I'm sure of it. Uh, when's it coming out? Don't know. Seven out of ten. Review <laughs> in the news section. Um, did you see Sega... Uh, have someone, I think it was Phil, posted on our Discord that Sega have mentioned their Super Game. Yes, after we speculated last mm. week, uh, they've given an, an update um, where they said that the Super Game is progressing steadily. Good to know. Is that, is that what you want from a Super Game? Yeah. It, I mean, actually, what they should be going is going, Black Crike, like it's, it's <laughs> honestly, we, we can't stop it. It's going incredibly rather than. We yeah. thought it was progressing steadily. We looked away we can't for a moment. Stop it. It's over the moon somewhere. It's going, yeah. I don't know. I'd love to know what it is, though. Uh, well, they've said that, um, uh, you know, and, and th- if this isn't an endorsement, if this isn't a way, if this isn't someone at Sega being a hype man for it, mm-hmm. The quote goes, I encourage stakeholders to look forward to the fruit of our efforts, which include R&D to create a game that builds a whole new worldview involving the entire gaming ecosystem, including not only players, but streamers who stream the game and their viewers. So it's game on Twitch then. Sounds like it. And it's full, guys. Fortnite's nostalgic journey back to its roots with the reintroduction of its original map, humorously dubbed Fortnite OG, has led to the game shattering its own record for concurrent players, hitting an impressive 6,172,463 users. The Battle Royale mode also set a new record, with 3,109,888 players online at the same time. Epic Games, the game's developer, 
is closely monitoring server health and warning players of potential short wait times during peak hours. The Fortnite OG season, which kicked off on Friday, will culminate in a reimagining of the iconic Black Hole event and a fresh Chapter 5 map design before Christmas. As we revel in the success of Fortnite's return to its roots, one can't help but imagine how other games might benefit from a similar approach. Perhaps we'd see Monopoly, the Great Depression edition, where players can only buy properties with actual gold bars. Or how about Super Mario, plumbing reality, where our favorite Italian plumber spends more time unclogging toilets than rescuing princesses. And who could resist Call of Duty Pigeon Post, where all messages are delivered by carrier pigeons in real time. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> Even Charles sounds bored of himself by the end of that. I quite liked him speculating around the news stories this week. I think he's yeah, been he's, he's been on good form. Good form. Um, so, last I heard, a couple of months ago, uh, from an industry insider, they, ta- they tapped me up at an event. They said, Steve, you heard, Fortnite is on its way out. Have you seen? Have you seen the numbers? They've been dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. I was like, mm-hmm. And then they just disappeared into the shadows. That was it. Ah, what sort of events do you go to where these industry insiders are? Clandestine events on catamarans, Simon. Okay. Um, it's very hard to be hidden. It's very hard to drift into the shadows on a catamaran. Hmm. So the um, um, this is their OG event. Um, now, they've been making a lot of noise about this, and as they, you know, well, they should. Biggest numbers ever on Fortnite. But is this just one of those gimmick things that, you know, TV series do where they go, it's a new series of Big Brother, Simon. It's all gone back to its roots. It's like it was. And then there's a little bit of a spike and then it wanes again when all of the people have gone back for that kind of hit of nostalgia drift away. Or is this a new start for Fortnite? Well, it's difficult to know, isn't it? But um, it does. uh, I was quite encouraged by this story because it did show that that, (laughs) You know, in all the years that Fortnite has been running now um, and everything that they've done to it since then mm. and the reason why they've, you know, they, they introduced you know, different events, stuff that's happening, all this sort of stuff, new things, what you can do in it. Um, you know, actually, when they return to the thing that everybody fell in love with right at the very start, they've mm. all flocked back. And mm. I thought that was that was really interesting. And, um, you know, obviously it won't stay the same for uh, for long, but um, hopefully that should give them but some... But is, is that to do with the mechanics, right? I, I have no doubt that the mechanics on some level that they've introduced are more interesting and better on some axis. But like I say, there's no substitute for nostalgia. Right, and if I was marketing this or targeting, I'd want to bring back those old players and say, "Hey, this weekend it's all going back to the start, right? When these people were were kids, they'll come back." That was surely. But when was that? Four or five years ago? Can you be nostalgic for five years ago? You definitely can. If you are, if you are before the pandemic. Yeah, if you are, if we all worked in offices then, Steve. Are well, we nostalgic for offices? No, because these players presumably were mid-teens then. And are now, you know, uh, 20, early 20s. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's all let's put the gang back together. Let's play Fortnite. And I'm not convinced this will stick. Like, I don't know how many of these players are new players. Uh, presumably Epic do. Hey, when you go to your next monthly meeting of the games industry, mm. clandestines, maybe when the industry insider sidles up to you, you can just say, I don't think this will stick. 
and then and then walk away. <laughs> Hide in the shadows. Hexworks, the mischievous masterminds behind Lords of the Fallen, have decided that you are having a bit too much of a good time. They've released a patch to make the bosses even more formidable. The sanctified huntress has been given a new trick up her sleeve. She can now dash teleport when cornered. Griefbound and her minions have also decided to turn up the heat, increasing their aggression. The patch has thrown in a mysterious boss at the bottom of a very dark place, who's been given a serious power boost. Other adjustments include ramping up the mana costs for boss weapons and extending weapon levels from 5 to 10, which has caused quite a stir. So, players, brace yourselves. The Fallen Realm is about to become a whole lot more challenging. Now, if we wanted to make some classic video games even harder, we could take some humorous steps. For example, we could introduce a patch for Super Mario where the princess is always in another castle, even after you found her. Or how about a version of Pac-Man where the ghosts don't just chase you, but they also start throwing banana peels. And let's not forget a version of Tetris where the blocks rotate on their own every few seconds. Good luck, gamers. <laughs> Good luck, gamers. I hate this. Mm. hate this. This should not be allowed. I've not bought this game or played this game at all because I thought it was it was going to be one of those games. You know, I've one of those games. Of this that, game. What is this game? Lords of the Fallen. It's a remake of Lords of the Fallen. Sorry, it's not a remake. It's an updated version of Lords of the Fallen or Lords, I, 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 something like that. But it's one of those hard games mm-hmm. that you know. It's, oh, okay, it's one of those hard. Yeah, it's like um, Dark Souls and mm-hmm. Bloodborne, and you know the one I've I've nearly bought, uh, Sekiro: Shadows Die tr- twice, where all the reviews say this game's not easy. I'm like, but it looks good. I want to play it, and it apparently doesn't even have an easy mode. That one, but this game was a game that was hard to start off with, and they've decided it's not quite hard enough for the people that are playing it now, thus ensuring that I will that that there's absolutely no way that newcomers can. Uh, can like me can potentially get involved in it so well there's there's hard and there's hard right there's there's obtuse like uh, games that are impenetrable um that you find hard to start and then you die and then you slowly learn the systems we'll talk about one of those later in the review section and then i i've always thought that actually the the sort of dark souls or elden ring difficulty the trick is it's not a hard game really like if you're finding it hard, you just grind away, you get your character to be a bit stronger, and then you beat up the, the boss that you're struggling with. These games are not hard because you are expected to die. Dying is part of the mechanic, right? And so people are like, oh yeah, I died loads in that game. It's really, really tough. Is it? I, I, I don't know that really um, it's that challenging experience. And so presumably, I don't know what this game is or how it works, but typically when these days, honestly, Simon, games aren't as tough as they used to be back in our day. <sighs> um, Tell me about it, Steve. <laughs> but they, I've but, never but finished you, Scramble. When they say they're making a game harder these days, when they say, when the man says he's making a game harder these days, what he means is it's just going to take you longer to grind up to a point where you can then beat that character. Yeah, uh, not for me. No, not for me either um all right i think that's the end of the news section that's the end of the news one life left video game news with me charles bot 1.1 hello and welcome to the eurogamer newscast and this week we're discussing the biggest xbox leak in history we're looking ahead to the switch 2's potential launch lineup we're asking why there are so many industry layoffs or at least that's what i would be saying if you're listening to the eurogamer newscast hello i'm tom 
Eurogamer's editor and host of our weekly discussion podcast, where we break down the biggest gaming news stories and share insight from our news reporting team. Head to your favorite podcast app now to listen. Just search Eurogamer Newscast. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It is our final ever, ever show before we go to Japan, which we are leaving for on Wednesday. Um, so you'll get a couple of shows while we're out there, although not one next week because we'll be literally there uh, doing stuff. Won't Do you we? not think we can get one out for next? I'm certain we can get one out for next week. Do you reckon? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, maybe you will get one. Maybe you will get one next week. Uh, it's not my fault if you don't. Um, we are a radio show. We are also a podcast. You can find the podcast at www.onelifeleft.com or you can go to hello.onelifeleft.com. That will send you to all kinds of links and things. You'll also find the show notes put together by our undercaretaker, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Because um, we're eight hours ahead, we'll actually be able to send the show over when we should be on air. Ooh, fancy. That, that's quite exciting. Record at 7pm. Could do. Like the old days. Good. I'm mm. really excited, Simon. Really, really, really excited. I'm excited too. Yes, it'll be nice to see David um, and it'll be nice to hang around um, in a... Yes, it's been it's been three, for probably yeah, four years since I was last there. Um, and what I remember about it and what I enjoyed the most about it is just how, how alien everything is. Mm. I'm looking forward... What... It, yeah, I am looking forward to spending too much time looking at video game stuff and spending money I don't have on things I don't need. You've uh, booked us into the Godzilla Hotel, is that right? Uh, it's got a Godzilla near it, yeah, yes. That's good enough. I'm excited about that too. Good. And we uh, just to keep you all updated, uh, we cancelled the lounge. <laughs> Indeed, we did, because we think we might be able to wangle lounge access uh, through other means. Uh, the, the previous lounge we were booked into, 2.3 stars out of five. Yep, yep. Have you checked this one? I'm not even certain we can get in this one, so let's not... <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get seduced by the by a, by a, by a 2.7 score out of five, do I? <laughs> All right, it's time for letters. Email, Thank you for your letters this week. Mm. Good work all round. Paul wrote on the Discord. Hello, team, both digital and physical. Actually, there is a problem with all of these letters, but we will come to them shortly. Hello, team, both digital, digital and physical. I've been lucky enough to listen to the live broadcast of the show over the past few weeks due to a work-induced concussion. Sorry if the typing is off and a little uh, he's still a little mentally foggy. Hope you're getting well soon, Paul. Uh, thankfully, I've been able to fill my time to get to the really important things done, like shave the edges off my pile of games yet to finish. Most notably, and by far the most fun, was Vanquished by Platinum Games, which leads me to my question... What's the best game that involves hitting things on the head? Happy for it to become a fast five. Well, I'm not, Paul. Uh, thanks for the show. All the best. Paul, Steve, things, hitting things on the head. Well, obviously the best thing uh, is Mario. There wasn't enough jumping on things in Mario. Did it very rarely. Did it a little bit in the um, forced in uh, Mario Kart sequence, which was by far the most annoying sequence, I thought, where it was just like... We've come to Donkey Kong Jungle Kingdom. Oh, well, this calls for us to get on carts to go somewhere. Rainbow Road sequence, just boring. Anyway, they jumped on some heads there. It was not as satisfying as it in, is in the game. I've been doing a lot of jumping on heads in Mario Galaxy, and it is always fun. Jump on a piranha plant. Good times. 
Uh, anything else involves hitting things on the head. Um, um, whack-a-mole. Um, yeah. I'm, there's a video game I'm thinking of where you get a big hammer out and you whack it on something. Uh, it's a 3D game. might even be a Mario game. Um, I, I find hitting things on the head actually quite challenging normally. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you're offered a choice of weapon... Um, one that goes in the sides, I think, is usually better. Um, ben writes, Hello team, almost certainly not plus a super special guest. I was a bit put out to hear Simon from Hitchin use his Charlton Heston CD-ROM toilet paper anecdote on a rival station. So put out that I can't even think of a question to extend this letter. Maybe a fast five about letters in video games. Cheerio, Ben. Oh, it's been a big week for me, Steve. Tell me more, uh, Simon. What's this about? Um, I wrote a letter in to the Ellis James and John Robbins podcast a couple of weeks ago. I wrote it uh, and sent it off and then sent it off, immediately regretted sending it off and then um, and then forgot about it until uh, Saturday morning I wake up. My wife has got a notification from Harold who listens to this show as well. Hello, Harold, who just goes... Is Simon Simon from Hitchin, and it was me. And they, <laughs> they, they, they read. Anyway, the the really cool thing about that is that uh, a few people have messaged me over the weekend to go. Was that you? Was that your story on the Ellis James and John Robbins podcast? And and it's it's enabled me, Steve, mm-hmm. to start a list of people who are who are cool in the video games industry <laughs> because they've sort of outed themselves as listening to the Ellis James and John Robbins podcast. Um, I didn't hear anything from you, Steve. No. I don't know what an Ellis James is. Dear team and SSG, writes Morgizi, I remembered another game that makes people ill. Borderlands makes my mate feel sick. Anyway, have a great time in Japan. Do all the letters. Do ha- uh, have Fast Fives now. Fast Five games starting with J, Simon. Jumpman. Very good. Jurassic Park. Very good. Jurassic Coaster. <laughs> you love that one as well. Your wife does. Um, jumping flash. Yeah. I, don't, I think that's it. Jet. Jet. Jet set radio. Very good. That's five. Uh, one more letter. Uh, dear team and Charles Bot 1.1, good luck in Japan. What unusual thing are you looking forward to eating in Japan? Love the show, Zuba. So there's a little concern about what you're going to eat, Steve, isn't there? Mm. Uh, because our host, who has been pulling together an itinerary, um, has highlighted that it's 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 difficult to get vegetarian food in Japan. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> That's the best I've got. I think it'll be fine. Well, so, so the unusual thing you're looking forward to eating is meat. Mm, can't wait. I uh, can't wait. Looking forward to eating. Weird candy. Um, vitamin C C drinks I remember being in love with last time I was there which was 10 years ago what were you doing there the last time you were there uh, I, last time I was there I was on a Nordic trip a uh, business trip as an honorary Viking Nordic game took me over there okay mm. nice um, the food I've enjoyed previously um, the beef has been very good the ramen has been spectacular um, it's just all excellent. It's just all excellent. We might not come back. We will come back, but we <laughs> might not. Good. Um, thank you for all of your letters uh, this week. Uh, Let me just. Did we have any emails? Let me just. I couldn't quickly. find one. I did just scan. Oh, okay. But, cool. Um, 
Now, uh, just to go back to me having a letter read out on a, another show, I have to say, it gave me enormous pleasure to hear. I mean, first of all, I was terrified, mm. right? I was terrified that I that the way, because it's very different writing something mm-hmm. that is then going to get read out by someone else. And I was a bit, I was like, after I sent it, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, I shouldn't have said that. And then after it was read out, I was like, oh, I could have made a joke. In fact, um, my wife, uh, she suggested a fantastic finale that I could have included, and I'm annoyed that I didn't. Mm. Um, but it was probably uh, slander. Is that that's spoken, isn't it? It would have been slanderous. Um, but the I got in. Honestly, I was I was on a high over the weekend, and and it was nice hearing from other people. So the point is, right in. It's honestly having your words read out on a radio show, even one like ours can just uh, be enormously satisfying. Plus, it will enable you to start compiling your own list of the cool kids. Uh, who else <laughs> listens to One Life Left? So uh, please do keep them coming. Email team at onelifeleft.com. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It has been a busy show already. Uh, time for a fast five, a couple of fast fives almost. And uh, talked a lot about Japan and various other things that imply we are two old men talking about video games, which is absolutely true. Uh, We've got the reviews coming up in a second, but do we have anything else we need to deal with before then, Simon? No, it's just been a super busy time, really, hasn't it? Um, And so... um... Yeah, uh, Japan has been in the calendar for a while, um, and all eyes a bit. It's been launch Hexarchy, go to Japan, (laughs) come back, my birthday, Christmas, we go again. We We go go again. again. (laughs) We go again. Um, Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've been busy uh, making video games, and I might have my puzzle game ready for a limited alpha version um, quite soon so if any if any listeners are interested in getting in on that please join the one life left discord which you can find in the show notes and uh, have a chat we're gonna gonna invite a few people to play it and see what you think of it um you've seen it haven't you simon i've seen it I've very do you know what it's it's annoyed me how good it is <laughs> obviously i celebrate your success but i'm also envious that it's yeah. an idea it's a brilliant idea that's the right reaction. Um, but it's getting very, very, very close. And the other game, the roguelike, is also getting better as well. I had a really good time playing that. So just in time for us to go away and take a um, take a week off. I would say as well, on the Marioki front, uh, we do have a gig coming up in Amsterdam. Uh, we're going to do a uh, Marioki show at Unite, the Unity Conference. Um, now, it's going to be quite an unusual one, Simon. Because I thought we'd been booked for the party, as we've mentioned. Okay, on the show well, before. you've been you've been booked for a, a conference speech, have you? Mm, no. Keynote. Well, I'm going to sing the keynote. Yeah, um, sort of. Actually, we've not been booked for the party. We've been booked for the pre-party, the sort of bridging event that takes people from the conference up to the actual party. So for those people so who just kind of at six o'clock, you know, that six, six till eight. Six o'clock, yeah. yeah. It's a bit early, isn't it's, it? It's very early. Six till eight. Well, actually, I think we're on at 6.30. 6.30 to 8.30 slot where everyone's just like, oh, I'm at the conference. I oh, don't know what to do. And they sometimes, you know, sometimes there are drinks. Like um, we are setting up in one of the conference rooms and going to do mariachi for a couple of hours. It'll be a bit weird. What, are there going to be seats there? Maybe I don't know. 
I, I have no clue. They're going to make it as uh, as close to our tech rider as they possibly can. You know, a closed venue with uh, good sound and good visuals. But we will find out. Um, I'm quite excited about it because I like uh, like weird shows. I'm also excited about it because it's 24 hours after I come back from Japan. Yeah, I know. I mean, so um, yeah, g- good luck with that. <laughs> um, but also, I guess that gives you the night off, then, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. theoretically, to go to the party and go and network where, where they'll be having karaoke. Will they? The party? We'll see. We'll see <laughs> if they're doing that. their own brands. You know when um, uh, when we'll have to say this when uh, when another conference ripped us off and started doing karaoke, but presented in the karaoke style after they found out we were too expensive. Uh, maybe it'll be them. We'll find out. We're always watching. Mm. Our lawyers are watching. They are. Right, it's time for the reviews. Here are the reviews. Simon, what have you been playing this week? Well, in keeping with th- in the theme of uh, an old man talking about video games, uh, this week I have been playing games based around robocop and aliens (laughs) honestly it's like the 90s 2000s that other one and this one never happened now i have heard a lot about this robocop game people are enjoying it are you well um i uh i've played the opening mission because obviously what i'm doing steve is i'm loading up my ROG ally uh, to take on the plane where I will then not play any of the games that are <laughs> loaded up to play it. I did think, because um, I've got uh, my... Uh, so that's that's just like an 18-inch screen. I'm bringing my tablet with me that's got uh, lots of video things to watch on it as well. See, I've found a way of connecting my ROG ally with the tablet to be an 11-inch screen basically. And I thought, you know, we could have a FIFA tournament on the plane. We won't. I was going to say, this um, stranger sat next to you on the flight. They're going to love you, aren't they? Well, I won't be playing the Robo- the Robocop game because let me tell you, <laughs> um, if the games we were talking about earlier were, weren't suitable for yeah. one reason, this isn't suitable for another. It's incredibly violent. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it celebrates that as the film does. Um, and so, uh, yes, it, it runs pretty well. I will have the option of not playing it on the flight. Um, but I am looking forward to getting stuck in. But I, what I have been playing, and it's something that hasn't happened to me for a long, 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 long time. Um, I started playing Aliens Dark Descent. I'm not sure what. I thought, oh, I'll just load it up and see what it's like. Um, not expecting much from it. Now, it's rated very highly on Steam. Um, and, you know, I, there are a few Aliens games that I've not played, and I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as an Aliens fan. I mean, yes, I like it, and I have watched them, um, but, you know, I don't find myself thinking... I don't have Xenomorph statues, Steve. I'm not one of those <laughs> HR Geiger fans. Mm. Um, so I loaded it up, and it's um, it's weird. Like, it's not a AAA game. It's probably slightly more than a AA. AA 2.5, so it's clearly got high production values. Um, made by a team I'd not heard of, but it is, um, it's effectively cannon fodder in the Aliens universe. I'm sure that there are probably more contemporary games that you could compare it to, mm-hmm. but you, it's basically cannon fodder with XCOM. So you, um, it's a, it's a story based, story driven squad game where you indirectly control the squad so you load out your your squad of four you pick them and over subsequent levels they um 
uh, they earn skills and level up and you can expand upon their, 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 their armory, etc, etc, etc. And then you, you you sort of left click or you push X if you're playing on the console where you want them to go and, and, they'll, and they'll, 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 they'll find a route there. That they'll, they'll automatically open fire on anything that sort of comes in front of them. And so I'm only within the first world um, at the moment, but I've played, I don't know, five or six hours of it uh, where uh, you keep going back to the same base. And what's interesting about it is that you land at a location and it has a number of objectives, some of which are story based, some of which are incidental. And the idea is you do as much as you can within that base before getting back to the um, armored personnel carrier and getting back up to the spaceship that is off planet mm. and as you're doing this your um your uh, your squad is becoming more and more pressured so they are getting stressed which affects how they aim and what they'll do um as you're doing it the aliens the more you encounter the aliens the more aggressive they will become uh, the more they will hunt you down and you've got finite ammo and stuff like this you can create moments of a temporary safe space where you can weld yourself into rooms and that's when you can sort of reset all the emotions but what's interesting of it and it reminded me of uh, the swindle um, uh, and those types of games is that it's a game where you push your luck where you are oh okay this objective has just opened up now I can and, and so every time but then when you go back off planet Every time you advance a day, the aliens on the planet go grow stronger. Mm-hmm. So it's balancing what you can do now with the luxury of then going back and having the game save. There are safe moments within the game itself, but bits where you know that you're safe. But when you come back, the aliens will be slightly stronger. Now I don't know how I don't know how you know significant their strength over every day is, but they have sort of levels of it. But sort of certainly mentally, you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm here now. I will just try and do this, but. It's got permadeath in it so that if any of your squad members die, that it can be that they get dismembered or they can get dragged off by the aliens. You've got to sort of re-go. Um, and then you uh, you can instruct them with special moves and, and um, using um, their abilities and any anything that you're carrying on you by either having a, a pause menu that stops everything or can really slow it down. It pauses for me because, as described, I am old. <laughs> it's just really good. It's stressful. Um, it looks beautiful. Um it's just, yeah, it's super tense. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it, even though I hate it. Seven out of ten. Well, I've been playing a game that has some things in common with that, and uh, it's also very, very different. I've been playing Caves of Cud. You heard of that? Okay, that's the first time I've heard of that. Uh, spelled Q-U-D, uh, the last word. Um, it is a roguelike in the traditional sense. That's why I've been playing it, because someone recommended it uh various things in common many 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 things different with one of the things i'm trying to build at the moment and um i would describe it as a uh an adventure game um version of dwarf fortress uh like rogue the traditional rogue where you are a character going through dungeons um, that, but with the expansive, generative nature of Dwarf Fortress. Um, and it's set in this brilliant, fictional, non-tropey world. It's all new. The monsters all have new names. The civilization in this huge, what seems to be a very arid, on a very arid planet uh, uh, where water is precious, everything is new. Everything has a all of the creatures there's no rats Simon you don't just hit rats on the head uh, know that they're a simple enemy and then hit goblins and then hit ogres none of that exists so you don't know any of the creatures in the world you don't know who you can talk to what you can talk to uh, you can you know 
don't understand what the plants are. I don't understand anything about the ecosystem. And I don't understand how to survive because I just keep dying. And I'm pretty sure I'm choosing the options that are like, this is the simplest option. This is a character that's very survivable. You should be able to do it. And I die without being able to do almost anything. And when I do do something, I end up running out of water. And then sometimes I manage to scavenge a bit of water in a cave and I'm like, okay, I understand it. And then I get killed by something else. It is brutal, so difficult. Again, in a way that Dwarf Fortress is difficult and I believe Dark Souls is not. Um, I am compelled by interesting settings and interesting systems. And this is both of those. But I don't think I've ever rage quit more, uh, or at least in recent memory. Like, I will play and I will carefully beat up some monkey-like things to level up to level four, and then my character will gain an extra ability, and I'll be like, oh, this is good. Now I'm really, really powerful, and I, I understand what I'm doing. Cool, I'll go in there. And then, like you just alluded to, I will take a risk, and I will end up dying because of that risk, or because of some system I don't yet understand. And I will go, that is not fair. This is absolute word and then i'll apple queue out and then 20 minutes later i'll go i'll try it again because there are so many mysteries so many things as a game designer i don't understand how or why they're doing it and so many things as a player i don't understand how to conquer that i am yeah compelled to keep coming back i don't know that i know enough about the game yet to recommend it it's still in early access and i think it's been there for 10 years or something ridiculous um and so I also don't know whether certain things that I'm struggling with are broken. But I am definitely enjoying it as someone who likes investigating mysteries. 7 out of 10. So so what prompted you to play it, then, if it's been in early access for so long? Um, well, I was talking to... Uh, I was talking to one of my co-founders at my company. He said he'd been talking to someone else and said, uh, said this person had recommended this game. Uh, Caves of Cud and had I played it, I looked it on my I looked at my Steam list and I had I'd got it like ages ago. I'd played it for twenty minutes, which is you know either means I played it and didn't understand. That's what you used to do when you were reviewing them for Edge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it seems like a seven. Uh, and yeah, I, I think I'd thought, oh, I should go back to this when it's a little more finished. I don't think it's any more finished now. I think it is what it is, which is. Uh, Dwarf Fortress with a, a better interface. The visuals are very, very rudimentary. They're not ASCII characters, but they might as well be. Um, and the game informs almost everything that's going on through a, a text screen and scrolling log. Um, but if you like that sort of thing, you know, uh, this is a very interesting practical example of those. It does some really cool stuff, like with ASCII-style animation. Like there's a smoke fire and embers kind of drift across the screen. Uh, little sort of temptations to go in certain directions and and that kind of thing it knows what it is uh i imagine most people will dislike what it is but i think i like it you've got to stop talking about that now because um every time you reference the style of the graphics it makes me feel i think of paddy mcginnis mm-hmm. uh, where you say no ascii no likey or something <laughs> like that <laughs> very good all right that's the show anything else we're done aren't we I said that's it. I hit, hit a key and turned my mic off. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. We are self, we're self-censoring. 
Quite rightly. Finally. Finally. Right. We will. We we're, we're going to try and put a show together for next week. Uh, if not, um, we could. We we will see you on the Discord while we're away. If you've got any thoughts, questions, comments, anything you want us to get you, uh, message us there. Uh, so we'll potentially see you in a pre-recorded show uh, next week. If not, we'll be back the week after. But until then. Until then. Goodbye. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>